0: We have been looking at uh, the book of 1st Peter, we started looking at this book, last Sunday and our our brother um, Patrick gave um, a wonderful introduction to this book and I hope we all got something that was able to help us throughout the week. Did we practice whatever we learned last time? That's my question to us. Um, I will always say this. The scripture says that we should not be the, just the hearers of the word, but also the doers of the word. Wow. So this book of First Peter... I'm, I'm, I'm eagerly longing to go through it, together with us, that I may also learn from it. Uh, there's nothing as wonderful as, 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 as the Lord uses you to preach, then you also get edified in the process. And so I am eagerly expecting from the lord languajea mungu sana sana ili ata mimi pia ninenewe kupitia kwa hili neno bwana yesu now our brother gave an introduction to this book and uh, we were able to see various things one of the things that I learned last Sunday that was a takeaway for me was the surety or the surety of my salvation. The hope, the surety of the hope of salvation. Our brother was able to give us the main reason why Apostle Peter wrote this book, and that came out very well, that these believers were scattered in various places and were facing persecutions from the Emperor Nero. Now, these believers were facing great tribulation, and these believers were Jews. And so, because, you know, Peter was given the mandate by the Holy Spirit to speak the Gospel to the Jews, and so he wrote this um, letter to these brothers who are facing great tribulation. They were scattered in um, in various places. The believers were facing rejection by the Roman citizens who mocked, ridiculed, abused them for their refusal to obey Nero instead of Jesus Christ. Instead of Christ Jesus. And so Paul wrote to encourage them to stand firm in the true grace of God. So we know the reason why Paul wrote this letter. He wrote to encourage these brethren. Just like you, brother or sister, you have heard about a tribulation that uh, your friend, your sister in the Lord or brother in the Lord is going through, and you are concerned, and you feel like you need to encourage them. This is what our brother did, Apostle Peter. He wrote to encourage them to stand firm in the true grace of God. And you are able to see how incredibly God has blessed us in Christ. Jesus has risen from the dead. And therefore our hope is not a wish. It is for sure, it is for certain... Our hope is alive as Christ is alive. Our inheritance as God's children is eternal, full of glory, and secured forever. Look at how the grace of God is supreme. Sisi ambao atuku Kristo, Christo. Na tulikuwa tumepotea katika dambi. Mungu kwa upendo wake na rehema zake ametuokoa na ametuahidi uzima wa milele. Na tumehakikishwa ya kwamba hii uzima wa milele upo. It's there. Our inheritance as God's children is eternal, full of glory, and secured forever, even in our suffering. We have every reason to rejoice. Many of the times we will be meeting these. They had, these brethren, they had every reason to rejoice because of the salvation that they have received from the Lord. And so, dear brethren. As we face various tribulations and sufferings, let's remember of that great hope that we have that is secured for us in heaven. It is undefiled, incorruptible. It cannot be corrupted. You know we live in our country today where if our, um, we borrow loans, Kenyans are really grumbling. Is it going to be used in the right way? But our inheritance in heaven is secure. I hope we be encouraged by that, dear brethren. And that should be able to encourage our hearts and our souls to rejoice whenever we face tribulations. Today, we're going to look at uh, from verse 10 to verse 25, which is quite a a long um, they are very long verses and we're going to divide I'm going to divide these verses into two portions, the first portion would be from verse 10 to verse 25, I mean verse 10 to verse 13 verse 10 to verse 13, where we're going to see about the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ as revealed by the prophets of old. The second part we are going to see, remember Paul is writing to these believers who are scattered, they are in exile and they are suffering. Now after encouraging them to stand firm in the true grace of God, he is now giving them some practical ways in which they are able to live to please God. So our second part will be talking about living to please God as strangers in this life. Living to please God as strangers in this life. Or on strangers on this world. That will be able to get from verse 13 to verse 25. So you're going to see as strangers who are. Facing various tribulations Various trials How Are we supposed To be living Now let's start with the first Portion which will get from verse 10 To verse 13 Now it's just a continuation Actually when you read From verse 1 to verse 12 Whatever We have talked about Uh, or whatever our brother talked about, comes out very clearly of the background, giving us the background about um, these Jews and how they were suffering and how our Apostle Peter uh, wrote to encourage them about this great salvation that they have had, that they need to stand firm in it. Now, in verse 10, we see something here. About this suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ Remember Christ is our great example So verse 10 says this I'll read in Swahili Manabi wali peleleza kwa makini Wacha ni anze kwa um, mstari wa tisa kwa sababu mnapokea wokovu wa roho zenu ambao ni lengo la imani yenu manabi walipeleleza na a, kwa makini na kufanya uchunguzi juu ya wokovu huo wakabashiri juu ya hiyo ambayo nini mungepewa Walijaribu kujua nyakati na mazingira ya tukio hilo Yani wakati alio, udokeze, a, a, alio udokezea roa wa kristo, aliyekuwa ndani yao, akibashiri juu ya mateso yatakayompata kristo na utukufu utakaofuata. Mungu aliwafunulia wafunulia kwamba wakati walipokuwa wanasema juu ya hayo mambo ambayo nini mekuisha sikia sasa kutoka kwa wale wajumbe waliyo watangazieni habari njema kwa wanguvu nguvu ya Roho Mtakatifu aliyetuma kutoka mbinguni. Hiyo kazi yao haikuwa kwa faida yao wenyewe bali kwa ajili yenu. Hayo ndiyo mambo ambayo hata malaika wangependa kuyafahamu. Nao, kwa wale ambao um, iswaili bado unasheta kidogo wacheni through those who preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things into which angels long to look now Paul—I mean, uh, Apostle Peter has talked about the salvation of the souls of these dear brethren and now he's trying to expound more you remember these are Jews he's talking to them And they know the scriptures very, very well. And so uh, Peter is taking a different approach about this. He's now introducing the prophets. That the prophets had already prophesied this true grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, this salvation. It was already prophesied. When he talked about prophets it could well be understood by his audience because they knew the prophets very well. They knew that God used to speak to them through the prophets. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully. Let's learn something here about these prophets. They searched and inquired carefully. That means that they did not some of them, or they did not understand this salvation. They had the Spirit of God in their lives and the Spirit of God was able to reveal to them what was going to come but yet in their minds they still inquired. But how is this useful? It is useful in such a way that These brethren who are scattered all over, the Lord has revealed this salvation, this great salvation to them. That's why Apostle Peter is talking about this. Their minds inquired, their minds, the minds of the prophets, they inquired carefully. Verse 11, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the consequent glories. They used to prophesy, but they were not understanding, as I've already said. But then they predicted even the sufferings of of Christ. Now, after inquiring, it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you, in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look for. This song that we are singing, let the angel's mind inquire no more. Because the salvation has been revealed, Christ has come and has died, and he has brought salvation. Before the angels, the angels' mind were inquiring, but now they should inquire no more. They, they, They all of this simply means it shows us the great, uh, the great salvation that God has brought us, that God had brought to these brethren that were suffering. Even the angel's mind were looking into that. The salvation that you have, the salvation that I have, is a great gift. That the Lord has given us. Even angels. Are longing to look. Into this. And so. Uh, Peter is revealing to them. He's trying to explain to them. That as much as they are suffering. This way. They have this great hope. In the salvation that they have received. That even angels are longing to look into That even the prophets were not understanding Tukuna lulu Damani sana Tukuna lulu ya damani sana wokovu wa Yesu Kristo. Kuu wokovu Ni mkuu Ni mkuu Nama kuu zaidi I'm going to go to the second part. Peter, Apostle Peter, has already encouraged them to stand firm. As much as they are facing tribulations here and there, but they need to stand firm in the true grace of Christ. But now in the second part, from verse 13 to verse 25, he's writing to these strangers, these brethren who are in exile, these brethren who are facing tribulations on how they can live to please God even as they go through that of those tribulations. How do they live to please God? So um, in verse 13, let's start from verse 13 there. Now I'll uh, allow me to go to King James version, um, First Peter chapter one verse thirteen. It says, "Wherefore," some other version talk about, "Therefore, after all these that they have had, what is he encouraging them to? Guard up the loins of your mind. Be sober." And hope to the, um, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You are in, you are facing tribulations. You are suffering. You are being mistreated by these people. But He is encouraging them. Therefore, guard up the loins of your mind. Now, this is. Uh, an expression that may not make sense to us today but I want to take us back to what used to happen especially the time when the children of Israel were getting uh, uh, from Egypt to the land of Cana that night that Passover night what happened? What were the instructions that the Lord gave them? They were supposed to eat the meat while in a hurry, isn't it? they were supposed to have a stick on their hand they were supposed to guard the loins of their garments ready to go so these people are in exile they are suffering but there is something they need Peter is preparing them for even more of that suffering anything could again happen to them but they need to be ready they need to guard they need to guard verse 13 wherefore guard up the loins of your mind it's like you have a tunic you know walking in a tunic a robe is very difficult when the wind comes it can sweep it here and there so it's supposed to be garden, so that they can be ready to take up the role which is ahead of them. So that they can be ready to start up that work. So they can be ready to stand firm even amidst of that suffering. It just shows that there is an action that needs to be taken. Now, number one thing that we are able to get here, one of The things that Paul is encouraging these brethren, even as they face tribulation and suffering, is number one, let them remember about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no better way we can be encouraged when we are going through tribulations than being told that, brother, as you go through this, remember the Lord is coming, our salvation is near than we ever believed so um uh, that verse 13 wherefore guard up the loins of your mind be sober being sober be not be drunk focus dear brethren And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage us, dear brethren, that there is a glory that is going to be revealed when Christ comes back again. To take us with him. To live with him forever and ever. As you face tribulations. Paul is encouraging this dear brethren. That day when Christ comes. It will be victory over sin. It will be our victory over sin. It will be our glorification over sin. It will be victory over sufferings that we have undergone on this earth. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. When Christ comes, it will end. We will be with him. So Paul is encouraging these dear brethren that they need to remember this glory. Romans 8 verse 18 says that For I consider that the sufferings of these present times are not worthy to the glory destined to be revealed to us. Whatever we go through on this earth it's not worthy compared to what the glory that we will receive when Christ comes. Do you have Jeku na my tumaini do we still belong to the thought that you're not sure whether you're going to go to heaven? Oh dear brethren, the fact that Christ has saved you it means that he has prepared this great hope for you, the hope of eternal life. Some things that you may face through and you feel like they are They are so hard. Sometimes you just ask the Lord, why am I going through this? It can't be compared to the glory which will be revealed. We will see him. This Christ who saved us, who saved him, how I long to see him, how I long to worship in his presence where there is no sin you have that hope be encouraged and just remember these people are scattered and that is very symbolic these people are scattered in a country which is not their own and what about us here dear brethren are we, are, we, are we living forever on this earth no we are not we are just pilgrims we are passers-by. We are living in exile. We long to go to our home. We long to go home. Paul says that if I live, I live for Christ. But if I die, it is what? Gain. It is gain. Mm-hmm. Can we reach that point to say that when I live, I'm living for Christ, but when I die, it is gain. Kuishi she? ni Kristo? Na kufa ni faida So uh, I will go to number 2 Paul, I mean sorry Peter Apostle Peter is encouraging this dear brethren That we'll get from verse 14 as obedient children, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversations. 16, because it is written, be holy for. I am holy I'm going to combine those verses And talk about this In any trial Or persecution How do we need To live it How do we need to cope with it Let's remember how bad Sin is How bad sin is Apostle Peter is Persuading these brethren How bad Jinsi gani dhambi ni mbaya kwa maisha yao. Ukipitia majaribu, kuna venye shetani ya naeza ya kwamba unajua. Unaezafanya hii. Ukiwa kwa maisha ya kale, ilikuwa mzuri sana. Vitu zilikuwa salama. Hakukua na mambo magumu. The devil would want to whisper to you. Remember that bottle that you used to take whenever you had problems. You drink so that you forget. The devil can tell you, can can whisper to you, can you just, just watch that video, mm-hmm. that, that, that immoral video that, that always makes you high. Can you just do this thing? Can you just... Go back to you, those former friends, you know. Wale marafiki ulikuwa na wow, The bad friends. But, Apostle Peter is warning, is warning these dear brethren about how bad sin is. Sometimes, when, they, when there is tough times, we may be tempted to go back to our former ways of life. Do you remember how wretched your life of sin was? maisha Ya maisha It was wretched Let's see how Paul describes this In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 I'll read quickly Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 And you were dead in your trespasses and sins In which you once walked Following the course of this world following the prince of power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of the flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and are by nature children of wrath like the rest of the mankind. But God, rich in mercy, because of great love, which he loved us, he saved us but God rich in mercy. Do you remember the grace of God? Do you remember that day, mm-hmm. day ile siku ku ambayo ulijua Kristo Yesu? Je unakumbuka ile furaha ambayo ulikuwa nae when you ulijua Christo Yesu? Do you remember that joy? Do you want to go back to the former life that you used to live? God forbid. We pray that we will be obedient children, as the Bible says. We need to live as obedient children of God. The Bible says that one character, not really the Bible, but this is what I am saying, or what I, I can get deduce from this. That one characteristic of a child of God is that he is obedient to God's laws. God's ways. We need to be obedient. And this is explained in the following verses. Why do we need to follow God's ways? Why do we need not to go to the former ways that we used to have? Because God is holy. He is a holy God. God is a holy God. How can we be holy? Men who are sinners. By the way, how did... We need to define two things here. We have been made holy. In Leviticus chapter 11, the only way someone would be holy in God's presence was to offer sacrifice. are sadaka. And they were supposed to follow God's ways They were supposed to follow God's laws They could sacrifice God's bulls, Bloods being sprinkled God would forgive them, consider them holy But do you know the greatest thing that has happened to us Christ was made the sacrifice Christ has made us holy the moment we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ We are made holy That's our position We are holy But that is not enough Dear brethren Yes we have that holiness of God Holiness of Christ in us You know what the Bible says In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 For our sake He made him to be seen who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Look at that. The Lord made Jesus Christ who was who had no sin to be sin, that all of us may become the righteousness of God. When we believe in Christ, we are made holy. That is our position about holiness. We, you can never do about anything about it it belongs purely to Christ. It is his work. Hakuna kitu tunaweza fanya ili tukuene hiyo utakatifu. Lakini kuna mambo, kuna jambo. Verse let's look at verse 15, verse 15. But as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Be holy in all your conduct so we have that progressive holiness that we need to have we need to aspire to be holy in our conduct but how do we become holy in our conduct by being obedient to the ways of Jesus Christ to his word we are striving to be perfect We should not just sit down and say Mimi nimekua mtakachifu kwa sababu Kristo alifariki Kuna yale ambayo Yena fatu fai, Kama wa Kristo We need to be holy In all our conduct We need to be holy 2 Timothy 2 19 says this. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Our God is a holy God. If we are calling upon the name of the Lord, let's depart from iniquity. That's what the scripture says. Tukiita, to to kill Christ Lazi to a you must depart from iniquity. And just remember that brethren that God made him who had no sin to be sin, so that in him he become the righteousness of God. Can you really just remember that great work of Christ? May this motivate us to live a life that is pleasing to him. As pilgrims, as people who are as brethren who may be facing tribulations here and there as revealed in this book, let's remember that God is holy. And we need to be holy in our in, in our actions. The third way in which uh, Apostle Peter encouraged these dear brethren, their point of, their time of suffering, was to remember that their deeds will be judged, and this should enable them to conduct themselves with fear. That we are able to get from uh, verse. I think that is verse um, 6, Is it? 17. 17. Yeah, verse 17. Verse 17 says, And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. The the other versions talked about. their time in exile isn't it they conduct their time in exile with fear and did we also know their brothers that in 1 Corinthians um, 3 verse 12 there is a judgment which is there And this judgment is not of sin But the judgment of rewards Let's just um, read that Let's read First Corinthians 3, verse 12 First Corinthians 3, verse 12 It says now If anyone builds on the foundation With, with gold, silver, precious stones Wood, hay, straw Each one's work will So, we are talking about judgment here. But are we talking about, is this talking about the great white throne judgment? I don't think so. This judgment that the Bible is talking about here is the judgment of our deeds as believers. Do you know that we will be judged? Believers. Based on our deeds, we are born again. But some people are building on this with gold. Some people with silver. Some brethren with precious stones, wood, hay, straw. But each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it. Because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. This comes to crowns, dear brethren. There will be different crowns that we will receive from the Lord Jesus Christ. These will depend on our deeds, on how we build on this, this work of salvation, on how we carried out this work of salvation in our lives. It differs. I agree. It differs. The way me, as Brother Lawrence, walks in salvation, The way I carry it out is different from the way maybe Brother Patrick is carrying his out. He's also different from the way my dear mom here, Mamudon, Pia Natan Beaji, Katika Hi off, Kunato Fauti. And let's remember that Christ will judge our these our deeds will be judged one day. It's not the judgment of I did not know Christ. No. We, have, we know Christ. We have this great hope that Apostle Peter is talking about. Mm-hmm. But there will be the judgment of our deeds. So as we walk through, as we are pilgrims, people who are in exile this earth, we need to remember that. This should be able to help us, dear brethren, conduct our salvation with fear. How do you conduct it? How do you carry it out? Remember, you don't have anything that you have done to be born again. It's a gift that the Lord has given you. It's a gift. But how do you carry yourself in this Um, because of time, let, let, I will go to uh, the other way in which these dear brethren were encouraged by Apostle Peter, and that is remembering the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, which you are able to get from verse 18 to verse 21. So, verse 18 to verse 21. 18 to verse 21 says this For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your, from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was ordained before the foundation of the world But was manifest in these times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, and that faith and hope might be in God. As we go through these issues of life, these dear brethren who are being encouraged, let them, I mean, to remember the sacrifice the Lord Jesus gave. They were saved not by corruptible deeds. They were saved by the precious blood of the lamb. The lamb without blemish. (laughs) Damu ya mwana kondo ilio haina mawa yoyote. You have been saved, dear brethren. Remember that. You have been saved by this precious blood of Jesus Christ. What a joy. You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your bodies. That's what the Bible says. Think in 1 Corinthians. Dear brethren who are bought by the precious blood of the Lamb, the Lamb without blemish. Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. This is about Christ and Christ's work. He died, shed his blood, he rose again, he's sitting at the right hand of God the Father. In this, our faith and hope are found in God alone. Praise be to him. Dear brethren, remember the work of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. The next point in which uh, Apostle Paul Peter encouraged this dear brethren we find it from verse 22 to 24 says, seeing ye that purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit and to unfeigned love of the brethren see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently We need to love one another With a pure heart In Swahili Says this Madamu sasa Kwa kutiu kweli Njini Mezitakasa rozenu Na kuwapenda wenzenu Bila unafiki Basi Penda neni Kwa moyo Tupendane bila unafiki With a sincere heart The love that Christ requires that we love one another With a sincere heart Sincere heart Dear brethren Love has been described First Corinthians chapter Is it 13? The characteristics of love there. Mm. Sometimes I read, I look at that and read and I realize I don't have the I'm trusting God to help me to love. There are so many ways we're able to love one another, dear brethren. And the Bible says, even if I speak with the language of he- heavens, it's angels, language of angels, but I don't have love, like a clinging symbol. Even if I give half of my uh, uh, properties to the poor, but I do that without love, that is nothing. Love is patient, love is kind. I pray that God may help us to love genuinely. as we wind up we wind up with this verse 24 and verse 25 it says this for all flesh is like grass and all the glory of man as the flower of of grass the grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away but the word of the Lord endures forever and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you the last thing there that will encourage these dear brethren to face this life of tribulations was that all flesh are like grass did you know that we are like grass, we are there in the morning in the evening, we are not there recently one of my distant cousins from home coming from Mombasa, with the whole of family, maybe you heard that from the news, all five people perished in, in, in the road accident. The, the, the cousin and the husband and all the three children perished. But this, you know more, all flesh like grass. What is abiding forever, dear brethren Is the word of God It will abide forever When you see your sister or brother Pass on Your cousin your Know that But the word of God Abideth Forever And it's through this word that This dear brethren received The gospel the message of salvation. As we conduct ourselves as pilgrims on this earth, we will not live forever. We will not live forever. The possessions that we have, the, the, the belongings that you have, you know, the degrees which we have, they will not live forever. The relatives that we have they will not live forever. It is only the word of God that will abide forever. Let us pray, dear brethren, that God may help us to be found in this world, To be found in Jesus Christ. To be rooted in him amid his temptations. Knowing that we are not here forever. We are pilgrims. We are passers-by. May the Lord bless his word, dear brethren. Thank you.